will not give us a chance to exercise our skills and our gifts. I want to thank you, my beautiful wife, for allowing me to come. I said allow me to come. She's the control of my life. She, she keeps me straight. She's not controlled like that, but she keeps me straight. And I thank God for the new time I told her that. And I thank my first lady and my, my mother, other mother, baby, sister, baby, and all my Zion Travis family. And to you, my other Zion Travis family, good morning. And there is a word from God today, amen. And if you can, if you will, would you please stand with me? I'll be reading this morning from the New King James Version. First, let us pray. Father God, my name is Son of Christ Jesus. Lord, we thank you for this day you allowed us to see. Lord, we ask you for your Holy Spirit to come in this place with us. Father God, open up our eyes, our ears, and our hearts. You may receive your word, guidance and direction, and obedience, Father God. Now, Lord, I ask you to move me out of the way, Father God, that people may not see me, but they may see your son, Christ Jesus, and hear your son, Christ Jesus. We thank you now, Father God, once again, in the name of your son, Christ Jesus, we pray, amen, amen. Amen. If you turn with me now to the 51st number of Psalms, very familiar Psalms to some. Some of us may have just heard of bits and pieces of this psalm. All right. But it's a very inspiring psalm, and it's, and it's a, a very true psalm that I'm sure that once we listen to this psalm, to hear this psalm, that we are identify this with ourselves, amen? I'm not going to read the entire psalm, but I'm going to give you certain verses because of the entirety of the song due to the time limit. But we're going to start with verse 1. I'm going to go down to verse 3, 4, 7, 10, 11, 12, and 13. Starting in verse 1 from New King James Version, it reads such, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the, ten the multitude of your tender mercies, Verse 3, for I acknowledge my transgressions and my sins is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. Verse 4, <clears throat> that you may be found in just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Verse 7 says, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Verse 10 Create me, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit with me. Verse 12, excuse me, verse 11. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. 12. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me by your generous spirit. And 13 says, Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners shall be converted to you. You may be seated. Amen. I want to draw a special attention to verse 10 this morning. Creating me a clean heart, O God, and renewing steadfast spirit with me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. As a topic this morning, we're going to go with wash day. Wash day. If, I can, if you allow me for a few minutes, I want to 
kind of take a journey back down the memory lane. When we were young, uh, I remember wash day with my mother. Uh, she would gather all the, the clothes and begin to separate them. It's wash day. Well, depending on how tedious the week depend on wash day, uh, mom knew one thing. And that's if she waited too long that the clothes would pile up and, and, and they would get larger and larger, heavier and heavier. And one day could turn into two days of wash load. That's right, that's right. The other thing was that mom, along with that, she realized that the smell that comes with dirt, grease, and grime. Now, now I'm going somewhere with this. Bear with me. But just like we as people, we sometimes uh, want to do or wait too long and, 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 and these things begin to pile up on us. Just like the Psalms here, David has written this song talking about his own life and what he experienced. But, you know, wash day doesn't just consist of gathering, you know, the clothes, but acknowledging what we are in need of. And that means that we're in need of something, amen? Amen. Like some Christians, wash day, we think it's only on Sunday. Like some Christians, we think wash day comes on Christmas, on Easter, on New Year's. But I, but I beg to differ with you. Yeah. Like some Christians, we think it's when we feel like it. It's, 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 that's, that's, that's not the way that this is set up. That's, that's not the way that our minds are to be set. Wash day ain't just when I feel good. Come on, church, talk to me. Wash day ain't when it's sunny outside. Wash day ain't when it's suitable just for me or for us. Wash day is here. Wash day is, is, is right now. For us Christians, it's very, very important. Second moments, even hours, in any time, at any moment, wash day is the convicting of the Holy Spirit when it comes upon you when you're doing wrong or when you're thinking wrong. That's the time for wash day. Uh, the Bible says, I hasten to his throne. Uh, that's, that's wash day. Wash day is, is, is in your car. Wash day is on your way to your job. It's, it's even when you're on your way to church. After church. Before you get up. Before you lay down. That's wash day. It's in between everything and all things. All day, every day. That's wash day. Anytime you look wrong. Anytime you think wrong. Anytime we allow our hands to touch. Or even when we allow our feet to go in the wrong direction. Yeah. That's wash day. That's wash day. That's Matthew 3 and 2 says, Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Now David's wash day was overdue. Late, but not too late. See, we as humans, we like to think after the fact and not in the fact. We, we do think not now, or we don't think of what will happen later after the fact. See, we're just concerned about what happens then, as they say, uh, 
I'll lay my Christianity down and pick it up later. But see, when we do those type of things, that allows the 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 the, the Satan to run loose in our life. Because see, that puts an interval between us and God. See, David did one thing. When David found out that he sinned, he ran immediately to God and asked for repentance. David was a man after God's own heart. That's right. Now, in other words, David allowed his responsibility to God and the kingdom as a king to be put in that later realm, that later thinking realm. Now, now, now let me backtrack so I can bring you up to, up to date. Now, David was on his balcony one day and he looked out over his balcony as I'm standing here and he seen a young lady by the name of Bathsheba. He didn't know her name. He just seen a beautiful young lady across the way taking a bath. Mind you now, she had no clothes on. Now, I'm trying to keep this as churchly as I can, but we men have a loose spirit about seeing a woman half-dressed. I'm just keeping it real here. That's how our minds are. We're weak. If we're not in control of that, it would take us the way this psalm is going to describe it, how it took David. This psalm was written because David did something that he should not have done. He thought later instead of thinking first. Well, after he seen this beautiful young lady by the name of Bathsheba, taking her bath, her daily bath, he desired to have her. I'm going to cut the story short. He desired to have her. Sent word, the lady came. When she came to him, David took him as his woman or girlfriend, wherever the matter had been. But when you look at this situation, David committed a sin. He already had someone spoken for. But only on that, David took another man's wife. He committed adultery. Now, when we get a stain, we should immediately shout it out. We should immediately cry it out or confess it out. Now, who does your laundry? David waits until it's been so deep it causes, it causes sickness in the spirit. The writer says that the people can see the, the aging on his face when, when he was sitting on the throne. And, and I can imagine how he felt inside, not alone how he looked on the outside. Now, Psalms 32, 3 and 4 says, the bones groan with guilt all day. Now, this is describing the way David felt. He felt, it, felt the guilt of, of his sin, that it was so deep set inside of him that it made his bones anguish. It, it made him unrest. He couldn't sleep. He, he couldn't make the right decisions. And see, you know, if you're a child of God, that's what it does to you. See, that's the guilt of the Holy Spirit. That's the conviction. It'll make you squirm. It'll make you sweat. You lose your sleep. Your direction of thought is wrong. You can't make the right decisions. It makes your body sick. It may not, you may not see it, you may not feel it, but it's there. Sin will do you like that. David goes on to say, he says, day and night, the hand of God was, was on me. 
my, 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 my moisture turned into the drought of summer. He, 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 he didn't have the thirst. He didn't have the, the, the desire. Somehow, what he did, it, it, it took away or it damaged his spiritual growth. It, it damaged his spiritual praise. And, you know, that's how we get, you know, when we go to church and we got something on our mind, you know, and we need to relieve that. You know, we need to relieve that so it won't damage our spiritual growth or our spiritual praise. Because, you know, if you notice, you wonder why sometimes folks come to church and they can't get their praise on. It's because they hold something inside. That's why we have altar call. That's why we come to the altar and they say, leave it there. See, when you come to God and leave it there, don't pick it back up. See, that's a dangerous thing. See, picking it back up means that you're going to pick it back up, put it back in your heart. Now you're thinking about doing it again. That's a very dangerous thing. He was drained. He had no vitality, no strength. Like I said, when you do these things, it leaves you sleepless at night. You toss and you, and you turn. Well, while David was tossing and turning with this sin, you know, God has a way of correcting you. If you refuse to, to repent, if you refuse to say, I'm sorry, Lord, or, or if you refuse to confess your sins, God has a way of bringing it out of you. Now, there's a man named Nathan, the prophet Nathan, and Nathan came with the word of God. He gave him a, he gave him a parable, and, and, when, when Durrell, and when David realized this parable, he said that the man should be killed. Well, Nathan looked at David and said, well, that man we were just talking about was you. Well, when David realized this, he realized that he sinned before God and God alone. Yes, sir. How many know that you can't go to God just any kind of way? That's right. You have to go with humbleness. You have to go with meekness. Most of all, you have to go with for realness. See, because God knows your heart. Yes, sir. David comes with, with, with reverence, with deep yeah. respect, and apologize. Because you read in verse 1, he says, have mercy on me, Lord. See, that's how we as Christians, we got to come to God. We got to come with a bow on our head. We got to come humble and meek and ask God to forgive us, oh, Lord. And if you need to cry out, cry out his name, Jesus. Because that's the only one that's going to save you and wipe your slate clean. Have mercy. You know, he cried out having mercy. Not judgment, which would have probably meant death, but let your grace shine on me. Because he says, according to your tender mercies and your love. Okay? 1 John 1, 8 through 9 says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and That's to right. cleanse us from all un unrighteousness. Yes, sir. He, 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 he always says that, that he's thinking of what he's done all the time and I can't get it out of my mind no matter what I do. He realizes against you and you only, Lord, that I have sinned. He realizes, he says, that I was born in, in, in sin, conceived in sin likewise, so was my mother. It was a man by man's hands and, and not by God's intent. Psalms 5 and 12 says, although one man's sin, sin entered the world and death through sin and, and thus death spread 
to all men because of sin. Yes, we die of a spiritual death when we sin. We may not die and go away, but we die in a physical sense. You know the separation you feel. I felt that once. I remember one time we went on a church trip. My wife calls this the church trip from hell. It wasn't because of my wife that this is a church trip from hell. It was because of me and what I did that it was a church trip from hell. See, and what I did set in me so bad that when we went to the visiting church that next day, I didn't feel no spirit. When we went to that church the next day, I heard the music, but I couldn't feel the music. We went to church that next day. I heard the word of God, but I didn't feel the word of God. He realized to me that God had withdrawn his spirit from me. And then I said, oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Because I know how that feels. And I wish that on no one here to feel the presence of God with move from you. That's a terrible feeling. That's a lonely feeling. Like you've lost your best friend. Yes, sir. David goes on and he realizes that he says, purge me, O Lord. Clean me. You know, when you back in the day when they used hyssop, it was a cleansing, a cleansing herb. And, and David says, purge me with hyssop so I should be white as snow. Yes, sir. See, that's the desire that we got to have. Even though we're sinners, we're going to be sinners till we leave here, amen. That does not give us no excuse to try to be right with God. That doesn't give us an excuse not to try to be perfect. The Bible says perfect, but not perfect in human. Anytime the Bible, when the Bible says perfect, it's saying we are perfect because we have Christ Jesus. That's right. That's what the perfect means. That's right. Amen. As long as we got Christ, we are perfect. We need nobody else. Because only the Lord is our provider. Only God is our way maker. Only God is our prayer here. Huh? Only God is our healer when we're sick. Yeah. In the midnight hour, that's the one we call on. It's yes, Jesus. Sir. He says, he says, he says, let me have a well-founded peace once again, Lord. He says, the bones that agonize with pain because of my sin may once again rejoice. Yeah. David asked me, said, restore me, O Lord, that I may have rejoicing in my bones. Yes, restore me, O Lord, that I might have rejoicing in my heart. See, that's how we got to do when we come to, when we come to church. We got to stop, we got to stop coming to church to please people. We got to stop putting on this show because we want to see who's here at the church. We got to stop putting on this show. We got to let God know that we're here for one and one reason only. That's to praise his holy name. We're here that we may ask God to save us from our unrighteousness. We're here that we may ask God to forgive us of our sins and keep us straight on that narrow path. That's why we're here. When the church stops realizing this ain't no show. Saints will be saved. When the church realizes that this ain't no playground, people are going to start coming to Christ. Amen. I'm trying to let somebody know here that, that, that only through your repentance and only through your sheer desire of forgiveness, that's the only way, the only way that you're going to make that step forward. Closer to God. Now, 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 there's one thing more before I leave. Talk to us now. Let me give you an example. See, 
I'm no better than nobody else. See, I can identify with David here. See, uh, I was a chief of sinners myself. Don't think because I'm up here preaching the word of God. I've always been a good cookie. Oh, no. I've been far from that. I've been far from that. Come on now. Somebody talk to me. I know somebody in here has been there. Huh? I've been a drinker. I've been a drug. I said, what? Huh? I was a lady rouser. I was a creep creeper. I was a gambler. Huh? I love to bet. Huh? I did the things that was totally against God. I was an antichrist. But I'm telling you, like David, I heard the word of God. And I asked the Lord to please, Lord, forgive me. And the Lord came down to 42 generations to save a soul like myself. Huh? It wasn't by my works that I'd be saved. It was by his love and his grace and his mercy. He came down to 42 generations because he heard my cry. He came down 42 generations because he seen that I was going to death. From death, not to life, but to death. He came down to 42 generations to save me. He brought me out of the muck and miry clay. He put my feet back on straight street. Come on, church, talk to me. Do I got a witness in the house? He came down to 42 generations because he loved the world. The Bible says, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. And so whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. He came down to 42 generations that we may be redeemed back to the Father. He came back 42 generations. We may have another chance at the tree of life. He came back 42 generations that we may be able to be with him in heaven. That we can walk the golden road. That we can eat from the tree of life. There don't be no more sickness. 42 generations so there be no more hell. 42 generations so there be no more crying. 42 generations there be no more hell raising. No more sickness. Won't be no more crying. 42 generations there be joy. 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 Now I got joy. I just want to tell somebody I'm on the right road now. Because 42 years ago, I was on that crooked path. You see, glory be to God. I'm on the right road. 42 years. And look at me now. I'm not there yet, but God knows what he's doing. I still got some tumbles and some tears to tear, but that's okay. I'd rather go through them with God than go through them without God. 42 generations. So we can have our chance to get our life right. Not only that we can save our souls, but 42 generations. So we can save somebody else's. 42 generations. But that's not the end of the story. 42 generations. They washed him up to go got the hill. They stretched him out wide. They pressed him in his side. Oh my God. But see, that was a man at the end of that cross. He said, this must be the son of God. See, 42 generations, and right then, this man knew that it had to be God, the son of God. So, you know, even on the cross, there was a thief that said, on this day, please remember me. Jesus told him, I remember you. 42 generations. See, now we can go somewhere. Huh? 42 generations. Now, the devil thought he had it, but see, the party didn't stop right there. The real party started is when he got up early Sunday morning. That's when the real party started. 
and the devil thought he had him when he laid him down. But see, God brought him back up again. See, that's where the real party started. So I can tell you right now, through past experiences, don't give up. I can tell you right now, stay on the road. I can tell you right now, when you get in trouble days, just cry on Jesus. Just cry on Jesus. Oh, just cry on Jesus. And that's the only one that's going to save your soul. Amen. Amen.
Such a word from on high. Amen. Amen. And also, I noticed some more from Zion Travis has snuck in. Amen. Boy, there's some ministers rising and some more ministers in the house. Reverend Bowen. And then there's Reverend Sabaton and his wife is in the house. Amen. Reverend Sabaton's wife is in the hand. Reverend Bowen's wife is right here. Amen. And all the other members of Zion Travelers. Amen. It's just good to see y'all. Boy, uh, I spent a lot of time with Zion Travelers, but we spent a lot of Sunday night evenings at 6 o'clock praising the Lord, and it is a wonderful time we have at Spirit of Truth and at Zion Travelers. Amen. Wouldn't miss it for the world. Praise his holy name. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to say thank you once again to Reverend Dennis Frazier from that Amen. powerful Amen. word from the Lord. That's something we need. It's wash day. Watch day ain't just on Sunday or on Wednesday, but it's every day. Because every day we're doing something that ain't right in the sight of the Lord. And that's why we need his cleansing. To create in us a clean heart. And we might not sin against him. Thank you, Reverend Fraser, so much. Amen today. Amen. Wonderful. Amen. What we're going to do today, we're going to... Um, have our baptism service. Amen today. We are so excited and so elated for our brother Mitchell Childress. Amen. We're getting baptized today. Heaven is happy and so are we. Amen. Amen. So we're not going to do our normal benediction, but I would like to bring this preacher up before we go through into our next portion of the service to have some final remarks. Amen. Before I come back with further instructions. Come on, brother. Talk to me. Amen. Just amen. Well, it, you know, when I was standing, it was something about that, brother. I just, I just couldn't take my eyes off. Now I know why. Now I know why. You know, I, I was at home and, and, and I asked the Lord. I said, Lord, I said, what, what words you want me to bring to the people? I said, what is appropriate? And and I was sister, sister, but I was toying with the last week's sermon and and, and this sermon and, and and I heard a confirmation this morning. When Pastor mentioned Psalms 51, I said, okay, thank you, Lord. I said, this wash today. Yes, sir. And now I know. God bless you, brother. Amen. God bless you, Zion Travelers 1. God bless you, Zion Travelers 2. Whatever <laughs> how you want to fit it. Thank you, church family. Amen. 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 Amen, church. So what we're going to do at this time, and once again, for me as well, First Lady, so good to see you. Amen. And Zion Travelers as a whole. Amen. Amen. We're going to have prayer over our offering. Amen. And then we're going to be in the hands of our ushers for our offering. And then we're going to move from there into getting ready for our baptism. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. 
Eternal God, our Father, Lord, we thank you for all that we have seen and heard on today, O God. Lord, thank you for never leaving us nor forsaking us. Thank you for being there with the power of your spirit, O God. Lord, that you teach us and you direct us and you correct us, O God. That you instruct us in righteousness, O God. That the man and woman of God can be equipped in all good things. Lord, we thank you today, Lord, for just blessing us with more praise and worship, O oh God. Lord, as we lift you up on high, you are worthy to be praised. Lord, we ask that you bless this offering that we're about to give. Bless the tithes and the offering, O oh God. Lord, that we be good, be used for the edification of your church. And Lord, it be used to minister into your vineyards, O oh God. Lord, to get that plenty of harvest that is so plentiful, O oh God. Lord, help us as laborers, Lord. Be about the Father's business yes, and Lord. go out into the community and tell them about the good news of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we want to be so careful to give you all the praise and all the glory. These things we ask in the blessed name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.